Hello and welcome to Game and Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Echo the Dolphin, the 1992, I would say, action adventure game developed and published for the Sega Genesis. Um, just you? Would you just say that? Define action for me. Uh, maybe it's just me. I'm going to define action as any game where you kill something. <laughs> I don't know if I could argue with that. Yeah. So if there's murder and mayhem about in a game, I'm going to, you know, Grand Theft Auto, it's an action game. I'm calling it. I would love to. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. You heard Echo it here the first. Dolphin and GTA 5, basically the same thing. Wow. I would love to know what qualifies something as an action. I mean, anything you do is an action. That's a good point. By that definition, Stardew Valley is an action game. It sure you, is. You engage in a lot of actions. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But I have, this is a big episode and I have been prepping myself. I even picked up the game like 15 minutes ago and played a little bit of it, a little bit of it before the episode. And because I, I, you know, there's so much to talk about. Would you say it was like that little 15 minutes was almost like appreciating the bouquet of a fine wine before we recorded? No. Let's move on. Let's All move right. on. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about our histories with this game. So I I did not ever beat this game before. This is the first time I've ever beat the game. And there's an asterisk next to beat this game. We'll get into that in a little bit. I I had heard of this game. I was it was I was very well aware of it. I was not a Sega Genesis owner, but I I had a friend who had a Game Gear. I'm pretty sure I probably played a Game Gear version of this or something. I just, I know I had some experience with it and sometime a little bit, I don't know, six, seven years ago, it popped up on Virtual Console. I think I bought it and I just played like a level and then I stopped, as you do. As you um, So this is the first time that I have ever really, truly experienced this game. And I think that it is an absolute, piece of shit game it's awful (laughs) okay go on it's awful it is we'll i'll dive so deep into this it is it, it does not work on almost every single level i hate it so much i have not played a game in a while that i've hated this much and playing it even in the way that we played it again, we'll explain how we played this game. I, 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 we played it on easy mode. Let's just say that the easiest way you can play this game almost. And I, I still hated it. It was a terrible experience. And I somehow feel like this game has shaved years off my life expectancy. You know, I, I second that. Um, I suggested this episode. I'll take the bullet for this. Um, and I had very fond memories of this game. I remember going to Blockbuster back when that existed with my mom when I was a little kid. I was obsessed with dolphins. I was obsessed with the ocean. Um, so I always gravitated towards either Echo the Dolphin or the Genesis uh, Little Mermaid game. Uh, which one of those games now looking back do you think is better? <laughs> little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Yeah, you, you better believe it. Um, this game also shaved years off my life. Uh, I remember liking this game as a kid because of the aesthetic and the music and the fact that you got to be a dolphin. Um, I don't think I ever made it past the first level 
as a kid. I think I just had so much fun swimming around and jumping. And I was so very confused about what was going on that for me, it was more of a dolphin simulator than an actual game with a beginning, middle and end. Mm -hmm. So I have very fun memories. Um, I enjoyed my time in dolphin simulator echo. However, when I decided to suggest this for an episode, I was like, this is perfect. This is a game I love from my childhood. I'll get to experience it again and I'll get to actually beat it. That's what I thought going in. Uh, yeah, none of those things came true. <laughs> I beat the game kind of. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I did not, uh, feel any joy playing this. I think of all the games we've covered, this game is the most intentionally antagonistic to the player. Oh, without, without a doubt. I mean, it's the only game that we've done that I don't like. Yeah. And I, I, I guess maybe even... it's about time we did something like that. Yeah, but also I think this goes, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. This goes beyond dislike. I don't think we can explain quite how much this game just sucks the life out of you. Yeah, this this isn't like a haha, like I watched a bad horror movie, but like still check it out. I, I don't recommend this to anyone. I, I wish I could go back in time and stop people from playing it. It's that bad. I also wish that I wish that instead of playing this game, everyone heard the two sentence summary of the plot and thought, hmm, that's interesting. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. To your point about how you didn't make it past the first level. So I, too, for the first probably three seconds I played, thought this is neat. You know, jumping out of the water, splashing back down. You will hear me maybe say that multiple times throughout this episode that there are things that happen in it where I maybe thought it was neat for probably a couple seconds. And then I immediately hated it from a a change in level theme music. uh, It, it it all was so short lived. Any little tiny bit of joy this game tried to give me and, and joy is a stretch. I wouldn't say I, anything brought me joy, but anything that gave me a rem- something that resembled a good feeling was quickly just stomped on and beaten to death by the reality of this game. By the reality of Echo. Yeah. I, yeah, I got excited for the different level aesthetics. I got excited for different animals and to show up and I despised them both uh, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crabs, fuck crabs. King crabs, fuck king crabs. I'm sorry, I don't normally swear all that much, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let loose in this game. I do this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Trilobites or whatever the hell those things are in the Jurassic. Fuck those things. They're worse than the than the crabs. Giant seahorses. (laughs) We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. Before we get into the development of this game, I want to say two things. One, I have two uh, bonus segments for today's episode that I have not shared with you beforehand. Uh, I will, let's see. I think at the end is a good time to do both of them. Perfect. And I, I, yeah, I think you'll enjoy them. The second thing is I think we, what we should do is we should clarify before we go into anything else, how we played this game. So we both played this on the Nintendo switch virtual console. That virtual console has two key capabilities. One, you can save your state anywhere at any time. This game is typically like a password type game to, to, to go to the level you were at. You have to enter a password. Yes. One of those types. Pretty, yeah, pretty common at the time. This game also, and this is the, the key thing, 
the Switch version, the virtual console version, version has rewind. You can rewind up to, I don't know, what, the last 30 seconds? Uh, yeah, a surprisingly large amount. Yeah. So you can, if you die, you can stop yourself from death. And you might think, wow, that must make the game very easy. You're wrong. You're so wrong. You're so you're, wrong. You're so wrong. It does not at all make the game easy. This game was miserable, a miserable experience playing it like this. All that that feature did was stop us from quitting the game after maybe five levels, and that might be generous, and then showing up to record this and having nothing to say. Yeah. I I can't count the number of times that I was trying to go through a tricky sequence and rewound it and only passed after rewinding 20 times because I could rewind and my brain just went into this savage, I will do this mode. But if I had to go back and replay the level from the beginning after I died every time, we would be doing a different game. I don't I don't think I would have made it very far. No. In the game at all. No amount of per- perseverance or time you could have you could say, hey, you know what? Actually, how about this? Okay, so let's say there is a heaven. Okay. Okay. You've died and gone to heaven. And they okay. said here is everything you could ever want. The only thing you have to do is play Echo the Dolphin the way it was meant to be played without the rewind feature and beat it once a month. See, I thought you were going to say to get into heaven, I have to beat Echo the Dolphin sure. as it was intended. That's better. I like that even more. I guess I just go to purgatory and hang out there forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. Forever. I'd be fine with that. I don't think that you could. I mean, you could have my family hostage and, t- <laughs> <laughs> and tell well, me here's- that I have to beat this game the way it was intended. I would try. I don't know if I would be able to do it. Especially if they gave you a time limit without rewind, without save states. No. If they gave you, if they gave you a, a month, I think your family would be dead. <laughs> sorry, sorry to them if I'm they're sorry, listening, Pat. but yeah. <laughs> what do we say about saying my mom's name on oh. this podcast? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> not her name. No. Um, anything else before we get into the development? No, I guess just one last point is nothing about this is fun, <laughs> which is no a bold statement, but literally no part of the mechanics of this game are fun to perform. You yeah. think the swimming would be, you'd think the jumping would be, and no, it's not. No. Nothing about this is fun. Make no mistake. Um, we may say things during this episode. We might have like an a, a intonation that sounds positive about anything. Do not mistake that for a compliment to the game. Or a redemption of any kind. Of any kind. Yeah. I will my I might even say I liked something. And you know, you need should you should call me out on that because in reality I don't. There are just certain things, like I said, that was like they're less worse than others. Yeah, they're less worse than others. And there were things that were like they could have been positive if they were well in a completely different game and uh, that wasn't this one. Yes. Like Mario 64. If this game were Mario 64 instead, it'd be great. Yeah. But it's not. It's Echo the Dolphin. Um, Tell us about shall it. We... Yeah. Um, so this was developed by Ed Anuziata. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm mis- mispronouncing your name, but uh, I would pin you to the wall, you piece of shit, if I ever <laughs> met you in real life. 
Uh, he was doing research on dolphins and he was particularly inspired by the book Sounding, um, which explains how creatures use echolocation, um, which is strange to me because you do use echolocation in this, not at all. Um, you have magical echolocation that zaps things, but you don't use echolocation at all in the traditional sense. No. I was thinking about how to fix this game and you can't, but if you could, <laughs> I was thinking maybe the maps would be like not filled in and you'd have to use echolocation to like fill in the map, um, which is a better idea than what we got. How would that fix it? That would, that's just more difficult, more time consuming. No, that would be, that wouldn't be, that would be from square one. That would be a gameplay conceit from square one. We would change everything else. Oh. Basically an overall. So you're saying that basically if this game was entirely different in every way, shape, or form, it could be a better and different game. Yeah, You know what? That's an eloquent way of putting it. Thank okay. Um, he worked with the music team on the soundtrack, and he played songs by Pink Floyd um, to kind of illustrate the the mood he was aiming for. I will go out on a limb here and I will say I do think the music is moody and atmospheric. Um, yes. What do you think? It is. That's yeah. all I'll say. Okay. Um, this is very telling. This connects back to a point I made earlier. Uh, Anuziata, again, I'm, I'm not sorry, you piece of shit, um, said, I was paranoid about game rentals and kids beating the game over the weekend. So I uh, made it hard. Which is something we've talked about in the past, right? The idea that older games were purposely made either more difficult or longer um, because game developers wanted players to buy the game and not just rent them. Um, this is the first time that I'm aware of for a game we've covered that the developer just out and out admits that publicly. Yeah. Um, which is So thanks, I guess. So thanks, thanks for being Ed. honest. Thanks, pal. Um, Ed's favorite level was Welcome to the Machine. Uh, and he said it was way over the top challenging. Yep, you nailed it, Ed. Yeah. Um, was Wearing your uh, Pink Floyd uh, influence on your sleeve there, I guess. Uh, as someone who deeply loves Pink Floyd, not even that could save this game. Nope. Not one bit. Nope. Um, do you think Welcome to the Machine was his favorite level to play or to design? To design. To design. Yeah. Because I think if he played it, he would quickly realize what it was. Without a doubt. Um, the Western box art for the game was designed by Boris Vallejo. So good for him. Um, this want to know a fun fact about Boris Vallejo? I do, actually, yes. He has done the cover work for a lot of novels, including some erotica. Really? Yeah. Um, can I tell you that someone that we both know has modeled for the covers of erotica novels? Sure, but don't I'll tell say you off their name. Who it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you off. I would, I would love to know. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of interesting. The original name for Echo was Delphinus, uh, which is Latin for dolphin or Greek or who even cares? Yeah. Um, another team member came up with Echo and replaced the H with another C because why not? Let's get goofy, guys. Uh, the blue ripple that opens up when you start uh, the text screens. That was originally a bug that they decided to include in the game. I kind of did like that. The little blue ripple in the background. It just makes it a little bit more visually distinct whatever yeah um zolt ballow again i'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing your name was 19 years old when he did 95 percent of the art for echo one and yes audience there was an echo two um so i wow. think it's pretty impressive that a 19 year old did all of this artwork and kind of feel like they took advantage of him 
Finally, um, also telling, the Japanese version has numerous difficulty changes. They changed Welcome to the Machine so that they're actually checkpoint glyphs. Uh, and they added the stomach, uh, and that's a separate level if the player is eaten by the old Vortex Queen, in lieu of replaying all of Welcome to the Machine. Such a bad design choice. We'll get into that, too. Yeah, or not, no, this is a good design choice. I mean, yeah. it makes a, a dog, it's like polishing a turd, but like, you know, good on you, Japanese version, for yeah. trying to... Because like the American version came packaged with a number for the suicide hotline, and <laughs> yeah, the Japanese version actually like they're like okay, just here's a here's a little bit of a shot. Maybe you here's can beat a it. here's a dolphin. That's all we have. Yeah, I think it's interesting though because oftentimes you hear about Japanese games coming stateside and the difficulty being lowered for American audiences. This is also the first time I've ever heard the opposite that an American game was toned down because Japanese audiences would find it too difficult. Yeah, I yeah. can't recall a time I've heard of that. Tell us what we do in this pile of shit. <laughs> so the 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 gameplay is super difficult for being so simple. And by simple, I mean there's only really a couple things you can do because it's a second Genesis game. You can swim. There's a dash, which is your primary way to kill enemies. Well, one of the ways to kill enemies and also a way to jump out of water over land ridges and to do flips whatever and there's an accelerate button which helps you push against some but not all currents in order to a lot lot of times the game has these like currents pushing back at you to prevent you from accessing a certain area and sometimes you can push past them other times you can't the game does not tell you how i was just gonna say yeah but the game does such great signaling to let you know yeah yeah um, and you can also use it to help you gain momentum for tough jumps more on tough jumps in a second. Mm. Um, so you have uh, and then as there's a sonar slash sing button, which is used for a variety of purposes. You can use it to kill enemies. You can use it to interact with NPCs and glyphs more on glyphs in a bit. And or you could hold the button down, which uses echolocation. Echolocation, what it does is. It takes too much time to do this anyway. And this is just me being spoiled. It takes like one second, but it's too long. It pops open like a circle of like a certain of a certain radius of where you are. And it's super useless. It takes too much time to use and it barely shows you any of the map. I yeah, I think I used it once and then never again. I will explain how I played most of this game without like a location. I dashed everywhere constantly looking searching hopefully i would just kill enemies as i was dashing i wanted to beat this game as fast as possible anytime i would die i would rewind and i would just avoid that enemy and sometimes that worked sometimes it didn't that's how i found my way i used a a variety of methods i played the game on its own terms nope i used the rewind and save states uh that worked for some some of the time I actually looked up cheats to find invincibility, unlimited air, and the debug menu to jump two levels <laughs> um, because that's how desperate I was to to see all of this game. There were levels that I just, I, I had to give up on and I saw 95% of them and I just couldn't keep going. Gotcha. Um, this game is, it's it's too much. Also, I used a guide. I used yeah, I also, did too. Yeah, I used a guide to get through this. Also, for some for some of the levels that I didn't finish, I just finished watching them on YouTube. Um, this game is not worth playing. No, I so I I'm glad you brought up the debug thing. So I didn't do any of the the invisibility and anything like that. I I 
and there's as we'll explain later, there are kind of upgrades that you can unlock if you do certain optional quests. I did those. Uh, the I did skip two levels basically, and I'll explain when we get to them which ones they are and why I skipped them. I did play the entirety of the final levels. I did beat the boss, but there are a couple. There were a couple of things that I just had no patience for. Um, I had no patience for really for any of this. So what I guess we're saying is you should all give us a round of applause for com- yes. both of us completing this game. Uh, one way or a goddamn another. <laughs> yeah. So uh, more to the mechanics. There is an air meter. I love yep. games that have uh, air meters and that dr- make you drown, essentially, if you run out of air. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Put it in all my video games. Especially dolphins who are known for holding their breath for freakish amounts of time <laughs> and not what feels like maybe a minute. You're going to put it in Mario? Fine. You're going to put it in this dolphin game where you can barely figure out where the hell you are at any time and where you're going and you just have to poke your nose around everywhere until you find air somewhere. Like, don't don't make this game any more complicated than it needs to be. When I, I had an actual sigh of relief when you get to the point where you have no more air meter, it happens yeah. way too late. Yes. It should have happened yes. the entire game. Um, two things. One, I like to imagine that that means the fluid that's in the alien spaceship is like the weird oxygen water in the abyss. I thought the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot the second thing so we can move on. Okay. Oh no. I was going to say the air meter. So this is a good dolphin simulator. No, it's not. It's a terrible dolphin simulator, but it's actually a really good, drowning simulator in that it simulates the desperate panic when you're drowning to find air and the fact that you don't know if up is down or down is up and you're just desperately search going up searching for air not finding it and then dying <laughs> so it's a great it's actually a really good drowning simulator so if you're lo- <laughs> if you're looking for a drowning simulator if, if you want to take a break feel- from playing power wash simulator to figure out what it'd be like to drown if you want to feel the utter panic and fear that drowning provides, Echo can do that for you. Yeah. This really made me call into question my own sanity. Like, why? I mean, we're doing this podcast, and it's it's better that we both finish the game because it gives us more to talk about. But, like, we wasted hours of our life playing yeah. this. Why yeah. did we do that? Because I thought it would be a good game. I didn't know. But you knew so quickly. We both did. We knew so quickly it was not. I, You know, there's like the beginning tutorial areas. We'll explain in a second. Then there's like the first real level. The first real level, I was like, I fucking hate this. And that feeling never went away. It was just intensified. And I still did it because I hate myself, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I think it's because you're a professional. I think that's why. Maybe. I appreciate you saying that, yeah. likewise. But it, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think it's important without getting preachy, without going down a huge tangent, that we draw a distinction between difficulty in video games like this and difficulty in video games to, let's say, the FromSoft games. Because a lot of people hate those. A lot of people hate banging their head against the wall. And I'm not here to judge you for that. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I love those games. I think those games are artistic. They are not like this. These are not the same things. 
No, not at all. I think the distinction came. I mean, we already heard it. I think FromSoft games are developed player first. And we heard from Ed What's-His-Fuck that (laughs) it was was money first, right? It was he made this game difficult so that more people would buy it. Um, It was a decision about money, whereas what FromSoft does is never about that, at least as far as I know. As far as I know. So the only things I didn't mention when it came to the mechanics was there's a there's a health meter and the sound that Echo makes when he's hurt <laughs> sounds like a knife being scraped over a geode. <laughs> it does. It's horrible. It, it really does. It It's awful. And it's also unclear to me. And it might actually be clear. I just might have been so over this game so quickly that I just never bothered to figure it out. It, it's unclear to me what constitutes damage and when you lose yep. health. Mm-hmm. An enemy yep. can hit, hit me like five times. I didn't lose a single bar. And then a crab hit me like twice in a row and I lost two bars. I, I also, don't understand it. Can we talk about the animal matchups in this game? When was the last time a single crab took down a dolphin? Please, someone. Happened a lot me. in this game. It happens all the time in this game. Yeah. So Ugh. let's do you want to do you want to quickly ex- explain like the key mechanics like these these yeah. crystal keys? Because I every almost every single godforsaken level in this game is just a key puzzle over and over. You go and find a key. And you use it, you bring it to where you need to use it to hit another crystal out of the way so you can keep going down the critical path. And that is 90% of this game. That's I would say that's like 95% of the game. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is that there are multiple glyphs. We're going to call them keys or glyphs or whatever, crystals. But there are multiple glyphs in each level for the most part. Um, sometimes numerous pairs of them. They're all the same color. They're all over the place and it becomes extremely easy to not know which glyph opens which other glyph. Even if they had changed them to different colors, it would have helped. The other thing too is if there wasn't this back and forth bullshit about getting the crystals and matching them up and going through and finding the critical path, you're right. That's it. That's the game. You could have done this in a different way. You could have, I don't even know how you would fix this. It's so, this, this game is such a clever trap. Like the first, the first like little like level, it's not even really a level, just lets you flip and play around like a dolphin and it kind of introduces this like crazy threat. And you're like, oh my God, I'm a dolphin. And look what's, look what's just happened. And then you're, you're, you quickly realize that none of the game is fun at all. No. No. Um, The crystal keys or the, the glyphs. The other thing too, is that, and with the other animals in the game, for that matter, um, you can use your echolocation to communicate with them. Uh, and they give cryptic as fuck hints as to what what to do next. Would you say yeah. that's fair? Oh, I mean, every single line of dialogue in this game is cryptic. Yeah, I would so much rather have FromSoft cryptic than this cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, because that actually tells you more about the world. And this no, is just this, like, oh, this hey, doesn't. I came to you for answers, and you're not <laughs> saying anything. Avoid uh, the octopus with eight arms. Yeah. yeah. So this game has got a lot of levels. We're going to talk about every single one of them. And yeah, so buckle up. So buckle up. And some of them will take two seconds. Yeah. And I'll just see above because we already said what most of the levels are. 
we're really with each level more going to talk about how they frustrate us. Sure. Yeah. And sometimes you can't even tell them apart because nope. they're all equally stupid. And yeah. some of the, sometimes the, the aesthetic and the music is the same, carries over to the next level. And you just, you kind of lose, you lose yourself a little it bit. It makes me wonder knowing that the Japanese version broke up Welcome to the Machine into multiple segments. I wonder if the game originally, the levels were much longer um, and someone on the team was like, you got to break these up yeah. because some of them do seemingly transition and it's like, oh, this again. <laughs> and it seems like it could have been one this level. Yeah. Which would be insane and horrible. Um, but maybe that's how it originally was. Yeah. I don't know. Shall we uh, Shall we leap into the sky and Stop get it. vortexed into this game? No. Just go. All right. Just go. So level one is called Home Day. This is the level uh, you alluded to earlier, James. You're a happy little dolphin swimming with your pod. Um, you're going to swim around. You're going to hop out of the water because, again, level one is a dolphin simulator. When you jump high enough, a vortex comes down from the sky, sucking all of your dolphin friends and taking them away to an unknown, unknown location. Sucking all of them up, to, yeah, to be clear. All of you said sucking the them all. <laughs> just sucking them all those bottlenose dolphins what's that bottlenose for if not for a good old <laughs> uh so no objectives in this level uh you just swim to the right and you find your way out through a cave um i will say again right right from the beginning we get this ambient music we get okay art direction for a genesis game so again this puts you in some good vibes um and then we get medusa bay uh, so Medusa Bay level two, this is the first time you will be jumping over a landmass. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, it might take you a few tries, but you better get fucking used to it. <laughs> um, jumping over landmasses. So um, much like every other level, you swim a confusing grid of underwater tunnels uh, with your air meter running out desperately constantly. Uh, you find a crystal key and you talk to a very confusing orca. Um, use the key and you move right on. Yep, and also that is, you get fucking used to that confusing grid of underwater tunnels. We should note that it's not like you're expected to explore the entirety of all these tunnels with absolutely nowhere except from the very top surface. There are little, like, caves within that let you get air, but, you know. We should, we should also say that this is very maze-like. There are purposely dead ends, and there might be a time that you're pushing a stone down against a current and there's an opening and you haven't searched it yet and you need to find the clip. So you you rush into it and then realize that, nope, it's nothing. It's just a dead end. Fuck you. Go back to the beginning of this current, push the rock and start all over and try another gap. Yep. Yeah. So we get to the under caves. Um, great. We're starting underwater. Already the air meter. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you start by a crystal glyph. So this is where we see shiny, uh, I'm sorry, spiky shells for the first time. This makes no sense to me. No. So these, these are kind of trilobite looking shells. We'll get to trilobites in a bit. Um, but you ram into them to break them, which sounds fine, but they're covered in spikes. So if you approach them from the perfect angle and you're accelerating at the perfect speed and you're doing your boost, you'll break them and you won't get hurt. Um, if you're not doing it perfectly, You'll get hurt. Uh, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Um, you get the aforementioned beware the eight arms. Um, and <laughs> you basically sneak past um, an octopus. 
Um, it's a, to get a you keyboard. have to like swim slowly past the eight arms. Yes. And you quite literally have to do that because you, if you swim above a certain speed, the octopus like whacks you and takes off like half your health. Yes. Also, there's a part in this level where you have to shove a shell um, from a higher shelf, swim down and push the shell into stones that will break to swim through. Now, if you didn't have a guide and you didn't know that, you would swim past this shell. You would think it was part of the background. Also, when the shell drops, it drops almost as fast as Echo, which yep. means you need to push the shell, swim down fast enough to line up your shot perfectly to push it into the rocks. I did this like 25 times. Yep. Yeah. This was one of those times where if I didn't have rewind, I would have given up, called you and said, I can't do this anymore. Yep. That was the first moment. I was like, I, I don't want to do this game. It yep. would have been funny if we had recorded this whole episode, having only done half of this level up, yeah. to, up to that point. Yeah, I would have still done it. I would, I would have still done it too. People need to know. They need to know. Pufferfish show up here for the first time as well. Fuck pufferfish. Um, they. I hate around. the ocean. I hate I the ocean. Why. I hate the sea. I hate dolphins. I used to love it, but this game has turned me against them. Also, when was the last time that a pufferfish killed a dolphin? Just gonna say it again. <laughs> oh, also, again, this is this level. You see a lot of these these recurring mechanics um, over and over again. So there's another part where you have to break rocks and you have to use these spinning star things and you have to sonar your way over to break rocks. Before we used a falling shell to break rocks. Now we're using these spinning yeah. stars to break rocks. You have to like shoot your sonar into them to push them in, in a direction that you're aiming to hit the rocks and it blows them up or something. Yeah. Why would you think that though? If before the shell was what did that. The controls are already... I don't know if we really said this yet, but the controls are not fluid. I mean, this isn't no. this is a Sega Genesis game. And you think that like the inclusion of a joystick would help. It does not. No, it does no. not help. It, it's, it, the controls are so finicky. It, it's it's such a pain. They're either way too finicky or way too stiff. And there is almost nothing in between. Yep. Yeah. Stiff so actually more about, so. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the vents. So this is one of, I think, two levels where there is a side quest to find. I don't even know if it is the side quest. I can't remember. You have to find three dolphins and, and bring them back to the beginning of the level. Nothing indicates where you need to bring them. No. But and it's just more annoying puzzles. You know, you have to use these falling rocks as cover to get past very strong currents. And like how far away you have to be from those rocks in order to register, you know, to, for the current not to push you is is seems inconsistent. Oh, yeah. um, the ability to to lock on a dolphin to follow you is is finicky. Like I, I definitely like dashed away from a dolphin a couple times, then got pushed back up in the current because I didn't realize the dolphin wasn't following me. We should camp on that for a second because sure. you would think just swimming into the dolphin would be enough, or maybe talking to the dolphin would be enough. Nope. You have no. to orient yourself so that you are directly in front of the other dolphin before they follow you. And that is also stiff and awkward. So bad. It's awful. Um, The reward you get, I was going to say useful. I was going to say essential. Yeah. If you're would. playing the game, especially if you're playing the game, not how we played it, and it's you're doing this legit. If you get the death sonar, which what that does is when you kill an enemy, it does not come back. 
if you yes. hold the the sonar button down after you've killed an enemy. Otherwise, all enemies will respawn. Yep, all those pufferfish, all those crabs. Yeah, this is completely essential. I, it it and, and and I'd say like it made the game easier. The game was still hard. It was so here's, hard. Here's the thing, though. This is as you said. This is optional. If you didn't know any better and you just swam to the right, you would exit this level and you would not get this reward. Yeah. yeah. So the next level, the lagoon, is another five, three more dolphins thing. And what this gets you is slightly less useful. It is a like shark confusion sonar. I don't even. Oh, it I, sounds I don't, great. It does sound great. I guess it. I wasn't even sure I understood how this worked or could even tell visually that it was working. But either way, I did it because I hate myself. And again, there's more. It's, this level is just more puzzles. This time, there's those. There's tons of crabs everywhere. And yeah, you got to find more dolphins, navigate more caves. I, I'm, we're gonna try to not say this every single time, but yeah. sometimes there's literally nothing to say. But navigate some mazes, find some keys, find like where they go to, get that thing out of the way. Sometimes you have to interact with a glyph that'll give you a hint or tell you what to do or something with extremes, um, extreme amount of like vagueness. It, it's just, it's just such a repetitive shit game. Yeah. Um, Ridgewater is the next level. More puzzles, more crabs. There you go. I'm done. That's, yep. that's, yep. that's that level. Um, so we get the open ocean. Um, this one's actually pretty easy. So you, the ocean is filled with sharks. Um, if you just stay on the bottom of the screen and you just use your sonar and dodge around them, um, not so bad. Pretty yeah. easy. I, th it. Thankfully, like my, my thought was like, wow, I'm just closer to being the game now. Something that only took, exactly. and, you know, but the, you know, I am going to find a way to complain about this. It's way too long. It is too long. It's too long. It's too long. What it's, it's first of all, dumb concept. It's just open ocean and there's sharks everywhere. It's, it's just, it's uninventive, but it just takes too long to get from left to right. What yeah. the hell? They couldn't even make level like this remotely pleasurable, even if, if in the sense of, wow, that only took two seconds. Yeah. But James, remember, they didn't want the kids to beat this in a weekend. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, Next, we get Ice Zone. Um, this is a new aesthetic. I will give it points for an ice aesthetic. I won't. Uh, I, very... I hate it. I hate it. I think it looks stupid and ugly. Really? And I'm not just trying to be antagonistic. I really, truly don't like it. Again, okay, so as I mentioned earlier, the things that kind of initially I'm like, oh, that's neat, and then I hate it immediately. The ice aesthetic, I hate it immediately, even though I like ice levels generally. The music I liked for about... 10 seconds. And then I realized that I was going to be listening to that music mm. for the next like six levels at least yep. or whatever. And, and then again, like you just keep rewinding and dying and dying and doing things over and over again. I should also be clear. This game did not take me like 10 hours to beat. No, but it no. felt like an eternity. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I can, I beat this game in like four hours, five hours. Yeah. There's I watched part of a let's play where someone beat the entire game in a slim one hour, um, which was very impressive. And, but if you know what you're doing and you're using a guide and you're debugging, uh, yeah, you can manage this in not so long. Yeah. Um, but, uh, let's go, let's keep talking about the ice zone. So, um, now we don't have crabs. 
We have king crabs. Lovely. Yeah, so they're just as fast as crabs, um, but they hurt you, and they're very big and hard to avoid. Um, here's where you get start to get some of these insane jumps. So you need to do some insane jumps to cross patches of ice instead of land bridges. Um, however, you slide on the ice. Um, but good luck making your jumps. And also, oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the next level. Um, no, it just sucks. It absolutely sucks. Also, can we explain why there are tiger sharks in the Arctic? <laughs> yeah, let's explain that. I, 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 that Ed guy's got a lot of things to answer for. He, he really He's does. teaching kids the wrong things. I wonder if he's passed away. I don't know why I think that. I don't know <laughs> why you think that. But that would be, yeah. And there's the queen. She's gone. And now um, old Ed, oh, what's, what's his oh, face? Oh. You know, we should, I'm sorry, this is a little late to do this, but on a serious note, um, we mean to dedicate this episode to the queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Um, you would have loved this. Rip for a real one. <laughs> All right. Uh, way to rip her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Next. floating on ice oh. and, and having to, like, jump across these gaps and be and falling into those gaps and having to get, you know what? So, some of these gaps are, like, so small that you have to you have to go all the way down to get some momentum and then come up vertically and then hit left or right to get back onto the ice that's annoying and sometimes if you don't go left or right enough in the air it doesn't register and then you get knocked back in and also just in general when you have to do a lot of these jumps i can't tell you how many times i was either a stopped by it my momentum was killed by an animal that I, i ran into and it damaged me or if you miss if you angle it wrong again stiff controls you smash right into the wall and you have to just swim around and do it again it's awful yep yeah you just described basically all jumping the entire game yeah um the next level is hard water get it ice ice is hard water guys um so it's more ice you're doing more ice sliding you're doing more jumping however now there are moving ice blocks that block your way uh, underwater awesome let's add that yep um again it's just key glyph puzzles um and you need to avoid stones that are moving in the water and they can one hit kill you which is also fun love it love it cold water because Hard it's water, the arctic water. yeah so in this one you are trapped under ice and you have to swim against the current somehow and jump out and left and uh, i don't know it, it's there are there are things in this that and you might have kind of hinted at this earlier that the game is hiding the critical path from you yeah it's like times. it's like actively hiding it like the only yeah. way you you figure out where to go is by experimentation because you've gone looked at a maze and but the game also throws enough things at you to make you think like that you need to like jam your head into every single nook and cranny of a level to figure out oh maybe there's like a wall that isn't actually a wall or something like that don't worry or, we'll get into glyphs that yeah. are inside the walls yeah um so there's some jumps that are really really hard to do i would imagine like a kid or any first time player thinking there's no way to, there's no way to know what the game ex- is expecting you to do um you come across this gigantic purple orca who talks to you and uh, i didn't write down like basically anything that anyone said i mean maybe we should explain that as you're doing this you are exploring all these different areas and trying to find out what happened to your pod 
Yes. And that's basically it. And we will get to what happened to them. There's not really that much you need to know. There's not, there's no deep lore in this game. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, I'm just going to read this because I wrote it down stream of consciousness as I was going through this game and, and taking notes. And I left this one in our, in our outline. So much of this game is going around the same bland areas, finding dead ends, and then having to swim back to the surface to find another path. There is sometimes, even even with this echolocation bullshit, there is like zero fucking sense of direction. And I the other ju- thing, yeah. Well, the other thing too is not only that, but certain key glyphs will block your way. Certain currents go one way, so you have to loop all the way back around to get where you were. It's just, it's very purposely circuitous. Yep. Any any kind of joy you could feel by like completing a certain puzzle, God forbid you feel joy playing this game. Um, it, it's just taken away by the inclusion of a repetitive puzzle as the next in the next level, or or just something. There's just always there's always something. I um I never once felt accomplishment for doing anything in this game. All I felt was relief. Yeah, it's over. And speaking of relief, I was relieved at the next level, Island Zone, had no more ice. But then again, immediately, I was like, I hate this aesthetic too. Yeah. So this is going back to the bland, whatever, coral reef aesthetic we had before. Um, another maze, navigate it, find a key glyph and exit. Um, next level is deep water. There's more caves. You dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And the only notable thing about this is once you you know get to it and beat all these puzzles and stuff you come across this i think is this the vortex this like weird like double helix dna looking creature i guess i i don't know what it is but yeah is it related to the vortex queen is it related to atlantis i don't yeah. who the fuck cares i don't know but it looks i mean it literally looks like dna and it says yeah. when you talk to it that it knows you and that you need to travel back in time 55 million years to a sunken city to find something like a missing um, orb. Like it's missing a part. It's made up of a bunch of different like swirly orbs like DNA and and, and like kind of like the like Mr. DNA and Jurassic Park or whatever. Yeah. And it's missing one of its orbs and you have to go find it and bring it back to him. And then it will help you save your pod. And that's it. All right. Um, uh, oh, well, you, did we mention the time travel? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. We get to the Marble Sea. Um, this to me had big Sonic 1 Labyrinth Zone energy. What do you think? Yeah. And also to be clear, we have not traveled back in time yet. It just told us we need to. And we are in this new aesthetic to yes. find a time machine. Yes. This is the city is sunken, right? Yeah. Um, I like this aesthetic. I like the Atlantis sunken temple. I like the red sunset sky and the music to me is interesting. Um, I know you probably disagree with all of that. I mean, it, it, uh, it was all interesting for all 15 seconds and then it became annoying. Um, all right. So, uh, what I found interesting, I didn't understand that this was invincibility. Did you know that it was invincibility immediately? No, I didn't. But I figured it out somewhat quickly. And then I think when it when the invincibility wears off, if you have less air and health when you got it, then you suddenly have full he- air and full health. Yes. Um, so now the crystals or the glyphs are aggressive. Um, and the ones that you can move, say access granted. 
Um, so could there be more to these than meets the eye? You know, <laughs> could the could the glyphs we found earlier be from Atlantis? I don't know. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's same shit, different level. Um, it's just like the first couple of levels. You're you're finding glyphs. You're moving along, and you're just in this temple aesthetic. Yeah, that's about it. Um, next, the library. This is where we get basically all of the story for the most part yeah yeah so i'm just gonna read these glyph messages or actually should i read them verbatim or just go over them briefly sure just speed through them so atlantis has been struck from a beam in space as is one to happen and they've escaped into the past with their technology um the glyphs contain these coded messages and certain sounds reflect them back um, they created, they were created to help a dolphin in the future travel to Vortex. So all these glyphs, they're meant to help you. They're not meant to fucking block your path at every second. But why are so they? Just like, just like to point that out. Um, so the third planet in the t- star system, Cassandra, is the Vortex planet. Awesome. Um, the nearest constellation to Pegasus is Delphinius. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the vortex life form. So maybe the vortex is dying. It can't produce food. And every 500 years when the earth and the vortex are in a path with each other, the vortex feeds upon the earth, increasing in size, and the vortex are getting hungrier. And then again, the people of Atlantis made these glyphs for you. Thanks a lot, guys. Be fucked up because these glyphs keep trying to kill me and or block my path. Yeah. And did any of that make sense? Not really. No, no, no. I think, listen, I think the one sentence summary of this game as time traveling dolphin saves his pod with the help of magic from Atlantis and a DNA creature. That one sentence description is rad. Um, This game is not. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Then we get deep city. Okay. Um, Do you like pushing blocks and following them down to avoid currents? No. Do you like that? No. Do you like confusing level design that actively hides the critical path from you? Then this level is for you. <sighs> uh, what else? What else have you got for this deep city? This is where I I skipped this level. Um, I I looked up what the critical path is, and it is a extremely difficult jump. I that I just could yep. not. I must have tried this. A hundred times. Actually, I mentioned I played the game before we started recording today. I, I went and I tried that jump again for like five minutes. So probably another like 20 tries. Well, this and jump broke me way before it broke you. It it, it broke me. Um, And I so I used a password to skip this level. I watched a video of the rest of it. Um, I, I was so, so angry. I, I, I just couldn't believe and I, I watched a video of someone doing it. And I tried to emulate it perfectly. It, it didn't help. I, I was like so determined to do it because I didn't want to skip any level. I was okay. I made peace with the, I mean, easily made peace with the fact that I was going to be using the rewind feature and all that. But I just, I did not want to skip any level. I wanted to play every level and it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I get it. I get yep. it. I would say this is the first game that broke us. This game broke us. Yeah. I mean, there are games in the past that are notorious for their difficulty. Like other games, maybe sort of around this time. Like, I don't know if you've ever played Silver Surfer for the NES. That's no. a notoriously difficult game where it's kind of like a Battletoads type thing. Battletoads. But, but you, your hitbox is ridiculous. 
Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like things will hit you even though they aren't actually like touching you. And then you have to start the game over again. And that was kind of like a funny, like play it in college or like high school type. Like, let's just, you know, get a little bit of enraged and, and, you know, have a fun time with our friends, like just losing this game over and over again. Um, I, yeah, the, that, that doesn't break me because that was like, I wasn't trying to beat the game. Uh, but this, I mean, I bet I, even with the rewind feature, that game could be beaten faster than this game can. I'm sure. And that's sure. it's probably it's probably shorter because the developer was like, maybe I'll try and make something fun instead of too long to make more money. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, once you do this impossible jump, there's just caves. You can dash to break chains, or there's some chains you can dash by breaking, or you can break by dashing into them, or some chains you have to like drop a block on them to break them. Whatever. Yeah, again, not amazingly clear. Yeah. So I skip Deep City. I skip to the next level, City of Forever. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, you have to do more of those fucking jumps. <laughs> yep. So I skipped this one too, and I watched the rest <laughs> of it. Uh, yep. This is the last level I skipped. I only skipped Deep City and City of Forever. Um, so... So you navigate some currents. You after you do these impossible jumps, you do more chain breaking. You find this glyph that says Echo's going to time travel. Yep, I already knew that. And you head up to eventually. You find like kind of underwater. Obviously, you find this little like time machine. It's like these two like plates that you activate by using your Echo, and it'll bounce. The wave will bounce back and forth and back and forth between these two plates. And it teleports you to the Jurassic period, an aesthetic that I immediately hated. You know, I'm I'm going to go to bat for it. Uh, I, I don't know that I actually I don't know that I actually like the aesthetic more than I like changing the aesthetic. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a relief anytime the aesthetic changed because this game quickly. I mean, if you think about it, each aesthetic lasts like three to four levels. And you're just by the time that they change, you're like, thank God. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty bad. Again, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Again, it's it's I guess it's a sense of relief. Yeah, it's like, oh, finally, something different. Yep. So anyway, Jurassic Beach. Can, can we say Jurassic Beach? There is one thing here where I'm like, OK, it's kind of cool. I, I like again, I liked this about it. Um, So you find this glyph that gives you like a song to sing and it says sing this song to call a pterodon am i pronouncing that right i think so yeah it's like a pterodactyl did you know fun trivia fact and tangent pterodactyls are not dinosaurs uh i i've heard that possibly from you probably that that is something that that. yeah that's also something that you would just say unprompted uh in the middle of a conversation (laughs) about something completely different that is also true yeah so um, when you go sit to the surface and sing that song, it grabs you, uh, picks you up out of the water and takes you to a new part of the level that looks exactly the same as the last part. Um, so you kind of traverse that. You find something that looks like a dead end, but echolocation reveals you can go through the volcanic floor. Oh, yeah. Why? Well, of course you can. Of course you can. Yeah. Um, and it's also like, even if you're just kind of jabbing downwards, uh, into the ground, it, it, you might still miss the opening. 
Yeah. Um, but again, if you use echolocation, it shows you where to go. I will admit, sometimes in, in fits of frustration, I just didn't think to use echolocation. So I'm not oh, no. saying that this well, game, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it doesn't. I, it it does no cueing that you need to do that. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of really my only pet peeve with the Metroid series is. In most of those games until the very end, there are just blocks you can break and there's no indication. And they're not secrets either because oftentimes, well, some of them are secrets, but sometimes are the critical path and it just does not clue you into that. Yeah. 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 So the next level is Pterodon Pond. You can sing another song to get the Pterodon to move you to a new area. There's more mazes, find keys, and there is this trilobite enemy that follows you around constantly and it is difficult to kill it. And even when you do kill it permanently, it doesn't respond. Another one will show up. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty endless and you just have to do that and not, I died so many times. And then at the end you sing another song and the Pterodon brings you to another area and you swim and find the exit. Yeah. seems like the first Pterodon could have just brought you all the way to the exit. Or to like the end of the game, like flown me. Or, to the, or just the end of the game. To wherever I need um, to go. Orange, or, Orange Beach. Origin Beach, uh, same shit, different level. Um, the things that stand out to me that I remember hating the most is there's just a glyph that's hidden in the wall yeah, at some point. Barely and noticeable. I, I had a guide, so I knew that this was there. But even then, it was difficult to find and difficult to see. I, I can't even fathom, again, unless you're trying to get into heaven, Playing this without a guide and playing through and discovering this organically and being like, oh, fun. One of them's in the wall now. Yeah. Um, and then your escape is through volcanic events. This was my own fault because I kind of forgot about this. But again, what the fuck? Like most of the other exits are just clear, straight through paths to the right. Not this one. Um, and we're going to see this pattern of exits not actually looking or behaving like exits anymore coming up yep um then we get the trilobite circle um so trilobites are fun but uh can you tell us about the seahorse because this seahorse is really something special you run into the seahorse enemy can you imagine you have to have to beat the seahorse it's blocking your path can you imagine doing this without the depth sonar no no and just ramming into it, it over and over and over again because if you do ram into it once it once it takes damage, it hurls baby seahorses at you. Yes. Also, it takes like a bajillion hits to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Also, are you aware that in nature, seahorses hurl their babies at you as weapons? I now I know that, and I'll they never just forget don't it. they don't care about propagating their own species. They just yeah. <laughs> hurl their children at dolphins. Yep. Um, so again, same shit. Um, you navigate to the end and you leap out of the water to exit the level. Um, and then Echo is flying. Yay. So there's that. Whatever. Um, we come to dark water. This is where we get a boss fight. Yeah, it's a boss fight. There's what, like two in the game? This and the last one? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the asteroid. Um, so again, it's like the spinning DNA helix type thing. Um, you have to hit the orb of the same color four times without hitting any other colors. Um, you can do this pretty quickly if you're fast on your feet. Um, but there's a lightning attack that it uses if you wait too long and good fucking luck with that. 
Yeah. Um, it kills, it takes out like half, health. half your health. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I ended up with when I did it again, I was like, I'd hit one. Then I try to hit another, I'd miss, I'd rewind, try to hit another miss and just keep doing that over and over again. And I ended up doing it where it never used its lightning attack, but when it did use yeah, its lightning event- attack, yeah, yeah. Eventually, I just got to the you. point. Yeah, eventually, I got to the point where I was able to just beat him before mm-hmm. lightning attack. But yeah, um, so you then travel back to the future, or you know, the present, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we can fly through these next kind of. You're you're going back to a couple levels you've already been to already. So you go back to deep water. This is where you first found the asteroid. I didn't know what to call it earlier, but yeah, it's the asteroid. So you find him again. You give him the orb that he was missing to make him whole. Uh, he thanks you for that. He tells you to use the time machine to swim back in time to the hour in which your pod was taken. And you will now have new powers that you can use to save your pod. So you go back to city of forever. You break this wall with a shortcut to make it back to the time machine. You use it to take it yourself back to home bay level one. And this time echo goes into the machine that sucked up the rest of his pod. Correct. So um, let, and, and we, so we're not, we're in the end game now. We are in the end God. game now. Um, so we are inside the alien spaceship with the level of the tube. So this is an auto scroller in a tube, um, and there are these like it's the tube itself is like this geek like HR Giger esque like aliens yeah. type uh, thing, which again like points for being different. I appreciate some references to aliens. Uh, here's the um, comp. Here's a compliment. The the aesthetic of the aliens and sort of the aesthetic of these levels sort of lasted longer than 15 seconds. Like the, the, the appeal, I I liked the alien design. It suddenly felt like a much like creepier game, even though it's not, I did, I did not mind the, the alien design. Yeah. So this isn't the worst thing in the world. It speeds up. Um, your health regenerates as long as you aren't constantly taking damage, um, which you probably are. Yeah. Um, but if you're able to dodge things, um, you know, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, you can destroy obstacles. You can charge into them. Um, and there are parts that you're just moving and dodging, you know, every once in a while. So, you know, this level, I'm going to say, actually isn't that bad, it's, but it's also nowhere approaching good. Honestly, this level and the next level, again, with the rewind feature, the, the this level, the next level, and the final boss fight felt like a huge relief because they weren't like any, any of the other bullshit that came before it. It's a new I, level of bullshit, but a new type, new breed of bullshit. But I was just I, relieved. I mean, I'm going to disagree with Welcome to the Machine. Um, I fucking hated this. I mean, I hate Um, the idea of it. I hate the idea of what it would be like to do this without the rewind feature. But with the rewind feature, it was just, it was so easy. There weren't really enemies to do. You just constantly kill all the aliens that are flying around you, and you just need to find the right path. I I, I like this a lot more than navigating a samey maze of True. a big open ended area and trying to find key glyphs, like fuck all that shit. This was such a relief compared to that. I guess part of what makes this frustrating is that aliens are still chasing you. Um, so they can damage you and slow you down. The other thing is if you hit the alien's body, its head will come after you. You have to nail them with a headshot. Yeah. Um, as you're swimming around, as you're like trying to avoid these false paths that kill you. Basically again, Ed, good old Ed, he said, this is his favorite level probably because it's, if you didn't have rewind by far the most difficult 
And if you didn't have rewind, I hope you like this level. I hope you like memorizing things because that's basically the only way you can do this. Yep. Yeah, it's horrible. More auto scroll. And at the end of this level is the Vortex Queen, the final boss fight. And if you lose this boss fight, you have to do the level again. Uh-huh. Isn't that fun? You sure do. So there are three phases of this boss fight. And, and I should say that in the arena that you're in, you will get like these blobs shot at you from the kind of periphery of the of the level that you have to yeah. shoot or dodge or avoid whatever. And then other those aliens will occasionally spawn. You have to kill them. Yes. So meanwhile, there's there's three phases. So one, first you have to destroy each of her eyes with the death sonar. And every time you shoot an eye, kind of like the seahorse situation, but actually better than the sea, seahorse situation, she releases like this green goo. So you have to be far enough away so you don't get hit. This is much easier to avoid than the seahorses, the seahorse babies. Yeah, because, I mean, essentially, when you're the most dangerous part of the Vortex Queen is under her jaw. Um, Off to the side isn't quite so bad. Yeah, but then you need to ram into her jaw in the second phase to make it fall off. Then it will regenerate again. You have to have to do that like three times or something. I thought this was an error at first. I I was like, why is the jaw back? Yep, I was so confused. And then it happened again, and I was like, uh-oh. And then it, I think the third time, it was gone permanently. So then after that, she basically just kind of paces slowly back and forth and attacking. And you need to ram into her, which causes her to spawn an enemy is kind of like a, a way to, to get damage on you. But the trick to do it is if you're flo- if you're if she's floating to the right and you are coming from the left, you hit her in the right, then the enemy, like, you just won't take damage. As you won't be as likely to take damage if she's going, you don't want to run into her as she's going towards you because then you'll almost certainly take damage. So once she's dead, uh, all the dolphins and jellyfish, whatever creatures that were sucked up as collateral damage are released from what looks like her mouth. I don't know. Well, that makes sense because what the Atlantean glyphs, why am I defending Echo Lore? But uh, the Atlantean gifts glyphs do say that every what 300, 500 years, oh, the vortex feed, queen feeds. Right? Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, you were paying attention. Um, you know what? So, yeah, I understood the assignment. It was so, play and yeah. understand Echo. So, everything, uh, yeah. So, they all swim down the tube and back into the sea. They dance around and celebrate. And the game is finally over. It's finally dead. You it's, can put you can put a nail in it. It's finally over. So um, we're going to do the what works and doesn't work. And then I'm going to do my two segments. Then we'll go my new ones and then we'll go into our old ones. Okay. So what works? Um, uh, I'm going to say, like I said before, I think some of the art design, I think some of the music is atmospheric. I like the design of the aliens and I like the alien ship, the design, not the levels. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. What doesn't work? Literally everything else. Yeah. Yep. I would say, like like I mentioned, like certain music and visuals I liked initially for like seconds and then I hated it. Um, the, the sci-fi elements and the tonal shift to creepy aliens is bold. I, I admire the choice. Then um, that kind of like drastic of an aesthetic change works like briefly until you realize how shitty the levels are. Like Welcome to the Machine. Yeah. Um, what doesn't work? Yeah, everything else. Absolutely everything. I'm exhausted at this point. I like don't have any rage left, but like hiding the critical path, unintuitive puzzle solutions, I don't, um, frustrating controls, inconsistent cryptic hitboxes, cryptic hints, stalling when you take damage, not being able to swim away. Sometimes it's just an enemy will just damage you over and over and over again. You're stuck on it for some reason. There's so much repetition in music. 
in the level themes, in the puzzles, in overall gameplay, and di- the difficulty is is just on for you. Anything else? No. <laughs> no, that's it. Um. All right. So my first segment for you, and it's mostly just this is just for you to do. Um, I you, I am a kid, and you work at GameStop or Funkoland. Sure. I'm coming in. I'm looking for a new game to buy. I'm looking sure. for a new game to play. Make me want to play this game. What okay. would you say to me? Okay. Um, I'd say, hey, do you like animals? Yeah. Do you like dolphins? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, right? They're super friendly. They're fun. They swim in the sea. Um, did you know there's actually a game where you can be a dolphin? Really? Yeah. It's called Echo the Dolphin. And you do a lot of fun stuff like swim and hang out with your dolphin friends and even look for them. What do you mean look for them? Well, you go through a series of mazes and you find blue crystals and those blue crystals move other blue crystals for some reason. Um, and you're losing me. You're losing me. Hmm? You're losing me. Little boy. I mean, (laughs) don't you like little boy? Don't you like the excitement of wandering aimlessly looking for your friends and having giant blue crystals that are supposed to help you block your way? (laughs) All right, I'm leaving Don't the store. You little boy? Nope. You... <laughs> so I, I, I'm giving. I'm gonna. I'm gonna criticize <laughs> your pitch, but I will actually. There was a sentence you said earlier. You was like a single sentence. You summarized like the plot of this game, and it sounded really cool. So, if you were to say that about like dolphin loses their friends and has to save them, and travel in like a time traveling dolphin has to like save their friends and defeat aliens. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like the one sentence summary of this game is at the very least interesting. I just wanted to it see gets you... interesting. Once, once you said that earlier, I was like, ah, shit, he's going to nail my exercise. But my, my hope was to see you squirm a little bit. Um, <laughs> the, the second segment is uh, achievement slash trophy corner. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to name a couple of the achievements I found on Xbox achievements, please. All right. So there, there's some, there's some easy ones. There's acquire the death sonar. Okay. Pass the undercaves without dying once. Uh, Yikes. All right. Complete the game two times. No. What? No, thanks. Wait, what? Why? I, I don't know. Reach Ridgewater without dying. I don't remember what level that is. It's probably one of the first like 10. Yeah. All right. Pass the undercaves without being hit by an octopus. That's an easy one. I'm not going to read all of them. Um, Let's see. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Complete the game without dying more than three times. Fuck off. Get yep. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like this segment. I'm in favor of continuing it. What do you say? I, I think generally, yes. Uh, let's evaluate it on a week-to-week basis because I think that some games have really awful kind of just not exciting achievements. Exactly. So, yeah. but yeah, when there's when there's ones like this that are worth noting, I, I I think we should talk about them. Yeah. Should we talk about Echo the Dolphin the movie? Yeah, I guess. Um, so, okay, go ahead. I, 
I mean, I have a feeling you might have more to say about this than I do. I, I just would find this most interesting with a mostly like a really like experimental, the kind of movie that would never get made. And not just because it's an Echo the Dolphin adaptation, but like the kind of movie that has like no dialogue, like a mostly dialogue less animated movie, kind of like dark, darker, like broodier 3D animation. Yeah. And just like no dialogue. I don't know how you make that movie, but like I need something that bold. If you have a bunch of dolphins talking to each other the entire movie, I'm just going to lose my mind. <laughs> um, OK, well, then you would hate my version of it. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I would do a Ghibli Studio Ghibli joint, all animated. For Echo, I would want someone that's like plucky and spirited, but not totally annoying. Someone that could fit more with the sci-fi, space, and time travel vibes. And normally, my go-to would be Tom Holland for like plucky yet serious. Mm -hmm. But this time, I went Freddie Highmore uh, to get some like little British class in here, and I think the Queen would appreciate that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, for the glyphs, for their voices, I I did Kate Blanchett because she has a very ethereal kind of quality to her, and I God, like her voice. The glyphs having voices, Jesus. For the random the random orcas, I decided Viggo Mortensen because I've been watching Rings of Power and Kate Blanchett and Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch Lord of the Rings. Who are not in it and just kind of, yeah, yeah. For wish, the wish vortex queen. The Vortex Queen, I made Mini Driver, um, just like Lady Eboshi and Princess Mononoke. I think she has a really good, um, serious, villainous tone. I'm just going to step on... Vortex Queen. I'm going to step on what we did recently. (laughs) Rewatch watch Rings of Power, rewatch Lord of the Rings trilogy, and rewatch Princess Mononoke in the last week. So you're hitting all the right notes. (laughs) God, I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, for the pterodon, I had Ray Fines because why don't we give the pterodon some dialogue? Sure, I like that and you then... thought this much about it. I feel like now it, I thought I was being interesting by like trying to en- envision this like dialogueless movie, but I think I was just being lazy. Please continue. Okay, for my other casting, uh, I have the other dolphins that got sucked up. Um, <laughs> I went for Daniel Radcliffe, Tessa Thompson, Brie Larson. And I did throw Tom Holland in there as a happy dolphin. I really can't decide how I feel about the effort you put into this movie casting. It's like, (laughs) I I think maybe I'm going to find joy in it because you were clearly trying to find something to make you happy. I was, I really was. I was like, because again, I think the concept in one sentence is interesting. Yeah. I bet there's a movie in there and I would want Ghibli to handle it. Okay. I, I, you know, I said before, I don't want, animals they're a bunch of talking animals i mean if it's the it's ghibli style kind of movie i could i could do it but imagine like a ghibli shift to i mean not that ghibli isn't ever dark at all i mean spirited away is pretty dark movie from start to finish in a way um but the kind of shift to like an hr giger type aesthetic would be really interesting in ghibli animation i'd love to see those alien designs in ghibli animation yeah 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 yeah. But yeah, that was my movie. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What do we have next? Uh, would you want to live in this world? Nope. No way. <laughs> no, because there's a vortex queen about. We can't have that. No, we can't have that at all. And yeah. I don't want to be associated with this game, even uh, hypoth- hypothetically. Hypothetically, yes. <laughs> um, fan fiction corners. So surprisingly little. Yeah. And I really only found two things worth noting. One 
is an Echo the Dolphin the Motion Picture screenplay. Oh, yeah, found that one. Where he has this like friend slash maybe love interest, Tara. Tara. And then we get these wise cracking crabs. Yeah, it wasn't horribly written, you know, some good effort there. I mean, it's better than the game without a doubt. (laughs) Can we do a short acting exercise where I'm crab one and you're crab two? Sure. Okay, we'll start crab one tugs on the shell. Do you see it? Uh, Which, wait, where? Scroll Um, down, first page, scroll down. Until you get to got it, after, got it. Yeah, I'm crab two. You're crab two. Okay. This is this. These are compelling lines of dialogue from Echo the Motion Picture. Okay. Sure. 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 All right. Crab one tugs on tugs on the shell. This fits me. Mitts off. Crab two tugs on it back. You're too fat to wear this one. It's mine. Crab one tugs on shell. Ugly shrimp. Crab two tugs on shell. Overweight crawdad. The shell breaks in half. They stare at each other and tackle one another off the rock. That's the that's Beautiful. the gripping dialogue in that's this the, Echo the Motion picture. That is the vibe of this movie. Yeah. Did any of those crabs in the game feel like they were silly goofing around crabs? Or did they feel like they were assholes who wanted to kill you the entire time? Yeah, they were they were like uh Anton Sugar in No Country for Old Men type <laughs> yeah, they crabs. Really were. Yeah. Um, I will give this fan fiction credit. It, it is complete. Uh, they did the entire film, so I'll give them that. Yeah. Speaking of uh, incomplete, or I don't know, maybe they accomplished exactly what they wanted to. Uh, this is a Batman crossover. Did you read oh, that one? No, I didn't see that. There, there are two chapters, but I can, I can read the whole thing for you. Please. Okay, so chapter one. One day Batman was on the beach. It was his day off, and he was just chilling. There's so many mistakes spellings and and punctuation errors and stuff he decided to go for a swim in the water because sand was hard to swim in well didn't know that yeah as he was in the water he saw a dolphin it wasn't just any dolphin it was echo the dolphin how would he know that (laughs) i don't know the narrator knows it (laughs) batsy didn't care because he was so hungry and wanted to eat some fish legs oh jesus fish legs i don't know so Batman swam, swam, swam to the ocean depths and confronted Echo. Ocean depths? How far did he swim? How, how far did he see? Anyway. Yeah. Get in my belly, said the Batman. There's no way that they didn't intend it for, to be read that way. No, of course. Nah, replied Echo, the dulp man. <laughs> and with a swift tackle, Batman lunges at Echo and misses because Echo is a dolphin and can swim fast. This is underwater. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Batman is a shitty human bat hybrid thing. Parentheses. What is anyway? Question mark. Now, let me what pause is Batman? Here. Yeah, let me pause here. I. It sure sounds to me like this person does not know who Batman is or what Batman is. And seems to think that he can tackle creatures within water. Yeah. It's like they never heard of Batman. They're like, hey, but they're a really big Echo the Dolphin fan. And so they're like, hey, can you write a crossover with Batman? They're like, who's Batman? They're like, just figure it out. <laughs> he, likes to eat, he likes to eat fish legs, and he's a human bat hybrid. Also, he apparently, like an eagle, can see piercingly into water. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. So, haha, you missed, laughed Echo. Batman then threw an underwater batarang and hit ah. Echo. Now it sounds like they know a lot about Batman. Yeah. 
Or Ugh. actually, at least just one thing about Batman. That yeah. he throws batterings. Right. Ugh. Echo exclaimed in pain. Echo then shot a water ball, parentheses, yes, at <laughs> Batman, and Batman flung backwards. As Batman got the fuck up, he, bang, Batman shot Echo. Echo then tackled Batman and used his dorphin tumor. Dorsal fin? Dorphin tumor is, uh, I don't know what it is. What, I don't know. I don't, it could be a different language. And then the 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 bat, uh, echo exclaims whatever that word is I can't read and, and then it says and maybe killed Batman parentheses dolphin time laser exclamation point the end question mark I like that it leaves it open for a sequel I wish there was one yeah yeah um, I found a crossover I love that by the way I found a crossover um, I'm gonna just start reading and I would like you to tell me when you figured out what the crossover is sure. You're right, Brian, and it looks like the star-shaped marks on our foreheads form the constellation Delphinus. Del what? Delphinus, Alex. It's one of the northern constellations, and it means dolphin in Latin. It's sad to say, but that's where I learned the fact that Delphinus means dolphin in Latin, this fan fiction. Is this but let's like magic school bus? Okay, and we each have some weird mark over our right eye. And they went back to look at their reflections and saw they each had a weird colored mark over their right eye. Kyrie's was a white star. Danny's was a oh white my. water drop. Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> we get such amazing Why? original. I, I don't know. We get such amazing original characters as Danny, Brian, Eric, and Alex. Can you think of any more generic names you could possibly pick for your fiction? No. Um, okay. No so offense to all of the Brian and Alex and Danny's out. There. No. You know what? People named Brian are pieces of shit. <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, so so the last sentence. Okay, the adventure begins, and the next chapter is where Kyrie and her friends meet up with Echo. We don't even meet up with Echo in chapter one. We get no Echo content, and learn about the world they've landed into. So read and review, and I'll try and get the next chapter started. Nothing else written. Wow. <laughs> no. Follow-up. Did you read and did you review it? You know what? I didn't review it. You there should. are no reviews. Maybe I should. <laughs> Although it did get two favorites, which I think is interesting. Oh, some people like it. I mean, people like anything. This Batman one has one favorite and three reviews. Okay. Yeah. Um, One person said, love the story. Wish it had a more thrilling conclusion. (laughs) My favorite part part was when Batman discovered not even he could swim in sand. That's a wise. Yeah, that's a wise thing. Batman discovered that day. Yeah. Are we done with this with Echo? Any closing we, thoughts you have on Echo before we talk about what we've, been, what we've been up to? Can we can we put this dolphin to rest? I'd love to. I can't wait you to did. never play this game again and to encourage everyone I know to not play this game ever. I feel like I need to play something really fun now to exercise this for my soul. What are you going to play? What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, I've been playing some Splatoon 3, um, as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently acquired Disney Dreamlight Valley, um, which is a light sim. It's in early access, uh, like a Stardew Valley. Um, and it's basically Stardew Valley, but there's Disney characters. So that sucks me in. Why would you play that instead of Stardew Valley? Well, I did play Stardew Valley, but this is Stardew Valley with Mickey Mouse. No, but did Donald you play Duck. Stardew Valley or did you play, did you Aaron 
place, Stardew <laughs> yeah. Valley, where you played whoa, whoa, like. Whoa. We're, we're doxing my last name on here. Sorry, redacted. <laughs> it's fine. No one heard. Uh, um, what? Yeah, I. Where you played like, like twenty hours and then stopped? If even that's generous, actually. I'm being. That is I'm, I'm being very yeah. generous. Yeah. Um, I just I like to dip my toes in, and sometimes when I find warm water, I I dive right in. Like the hundred and twenty hours I put into Fire Emblem. Um, and then other times it's a Stardew Valley where I see if it's for me and I'm like, eh. oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sharp contrast to what I've been doing. Do tell. Been playing nothing but Stardew Valley. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. What year are you on? Two. Two. All right. What are some Stardew Valley highlights for, for those do heads out there? I mean, I don't, I feel like it'd be pretty boring out of context. I just, I just hooked. I every day, the same routine of like kind of, you know, tending to my farm animals, watering crops and exploring caves and killing slime monsters. It's fun. It's, it's nice and almost kind of meditative. I like it. I mean, people say like, it's a good, like stress relief game. No, not for someone who's like type a perfectionist like me. I am every day. I'm like, there's not enough time. I don't have enough time to water my crops. And if I water my crops and I can't go fishing. This is exhausting. Like, but <laughs> but you know what? I like it anyway because it's a really fun game. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I can see how it gets addicting. Yeah. And that's that's basically it. I mentioned earlier that I rewatched Lord of the Rings and I've been watching Rings of Power. Been watching Rings of Power. It's pretty good so far. What do you think? Uh I like it. I should we spoil things about it? Yeah, we'll put a spoiler warning right now. If you don't want Rings of Power spoiled go away okay but if you're in for rings of power chat stick around the guy who fell from the sky is clearly gandalf and i don't really like that too no, much he's not no nope. no he's definitely gandalf no he's not gandalf tell me I who know. he is then he's radagast the brown dog okay well all right my point remains the same even if it is radagast the brown uh, the, the, but i don't think it is i still think it's gandalf the wizards didn't show up for another thousand years on middle earth so yeah. they're clearly taking some liberties now i was talking to my dad about it who is the lord of the rings expert i i, I don't know anyone who knows more than, like personally know anyone who knows more, more than him about lord of the rings and it didn't bother him as much as i thought it did and he kind of suggested like well i mean it's conceivable that maybe you know the 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 beings that became the wizards were sent to middle earth and accumulated some experiences and then were then brought back and then sent again when middle earth needed them most in the third age and which is canonically when they allegedly first showed up i guess it's never said first showed up um and then they kind of retained some of their memories and experiences they had before i don't want to go too deep into this but it just bothered me a, a little bit um because i just I don't know that kind of deviation. Just I didn't. I didn't really like it. It seemed. It, it seemed cheap. It seemed like they was really trying to like grab our attention. As if Gladriel and Elrond's presence wasn't enough. They're like, hey, this character that you love probably is in this show too. Like it just seems cheap. Now no one cares about Radagast the Brown, so I'd almost <laughs> rather it be him. But I think it's I, I think it's Gandalf. He whispers think... to the to the bug like Gandalf does that. Um, this would explain Gandalf's connection to hobbits. So, yeah, I think it's Gandalf. 
I think it's right against the brown because he has scenes with like creatures. So that's what made me think that. But also, I think they want a wizard in there because the show feels, which makes sense because of how much money they spent on it. It feels like they're trying to capture every audience possible. So like families, kids, like older people. Okay, they got it all. They got it all. They have to have like the Harfoots, like the Hobbits. They have, you know, Galadriel and everything going on with the elves. I feel like they feel compelled to have like a wizard character. So I think that's why he's in there. If it's Gandalf, I'll be very disappointed. I'd like it to be someone else. Maybe not Radagast, but I don't want it to be Gandalf. I'd love it to be someone else completely new. Um, That would be good too. But I'm almost positive it's Gandalf and I'm even more certain it's one of the wizards. So it is. I think it's one of the wizards. What if it's Saruman? Um, I don't think it can't. I don't think it's going to be Sauron. For a second, I thought maybe it was Sauron because he takes human form to kind of deceive people before the rings are made. But I don't think he would have come from the sky like that. I know I've been pretty sure he, Sauron is just on Middle Earth in some fashion. But anyway, um, the other the other thing I did that was I'm going to note is I rewatched Dune again, and it's great. Right? Isn't I've seen it? Yeah, I've yes. seen it like four times now. Nice. This is I think my third time, and I just could watch it again today. It's just great. And I, I really am considering reading the book and I'm coming out of book reading retirement to do it. Uh, do it to get to God Emperor of Dune, the fourth book, because that is the inspiration for my tattoo sleeve. It's probably one of the best books I've ever read. I remember seeing kind of like the, the, the basis for your tattoo sleeve. And, yeah. uh, but I think having me read one book is going to be hard enough. Let's see if I can make it to four. I think you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to close the book on this real Grinch of a game? God damn you. I thought this, I thought this episode wouldn't, we wouldn't include a Grinch reference because Echo is so destructive to our souls, but I'm glad you fit it in at the end. So we're done. It's a, we're done. Let's get the fuck out of Echo.